0: So you want to play some board games? You call up your friends, nobody's available, or maybe you just can't get out. So you think maybe there's some sites I can go to and play with players around the world. But which ones are good? Which ones will have players? You're asking these questions, and you don't know. Well, that's what the online gaming podcast is here to help you with. Just go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or search for us through iTunes. And you can find out reviews of the online board gaming sites. What games are available, how many players are on, and everything else you need to know. Play online board games and then go through an experience of playing them. And then I will review an online browser-based multiplayer game and my experience playing that. So let's get on with the first review um, of an online board gaming site. The first review I'll have is for ASObrain.com. They have four games available. They have Settlers of Catan, which they call Explorers. They have a game called Set, which they call Match. A game called Barricade, which they call Roadblock. And Carcassonne, which they call Toulouse. They're all pretty much uh, the Settlers of Catan and Carcassonne I had played uh, the board game versions of before, and they pretty much emulate that. It's a Java-based game, so it has a little bit of the issues with needing the Java runtime, but they have instructions on how to download that. It also suffers from the normal Java um, loading times that you may experience. They have a simple ranking system, Uh, You can play ranked games. Uh, You have to play against human opponents for a ranked game. They have uh, forums with tournament details. They have a number of tournaments they like to play. Um, One of the issues that you might encounter is that it uses ports 1981 to 1998. So if you have a firewall that blocks all ports except for a set few, or if you're using some uh, of the software-based firewalls, you may encounter a warning message when you try to run this. I went and played Settlers of Catan or Explorers uh, on their site. Uh, I played against computer opponents for that one, and not that there was any lack of human opponents. It seems that they've got a pretty good following. They've got, mm, I'd say, about 50 to 60 people. It's pretty easy to get a game with human opponents if you want. Uh, I was testing it out, so I decided to just play against the, the bots to see how the AI worked there are somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred maps you can choose from for Settlers of Catan, so you're not stuck with the base um, model. You can set it uh, with three different options for rules. Uh, the Cities and Knights, the normal with Seafarers, or something they call Cheops. The the game plays pretty much like normal Settlers of Catan. I was surprised the bots are relatively good at trading, though they don't seem to trade with you as much. When there's an offer out, it seems they trade between each other a lot more often than they trade with a human player, which can give them an unfair advantage. I played to the end and I didn't win, but I'm not a very good Settlers of Catan player to begin with, so that doesn't surprise me. I was actually surprised, I played... I can't remember the name of the map, but it had some sea zones, and some gold mines, and other things like that, and it worked pretty good. I like the fact that they have so many map options, it allows for a lot of replayability. Very easy to set up. Um, and I found it to be better than the Microsoft official Settlers of Catan, mainly because of the multiple board setups that you could use, though the AI in the Microsoft version is better. I also played their Toulouse or Carcassonne game. Uh, I played with human opponents that time and found the game to be very, uh, very exciting, very fun. Uh, went very quickly. The scoring was done very well. Uh, we played with... With all the expansions and I didn't have any problem with the game I didn't uh, mess up placing the meeples anywhere and it played uh, very well I had lots of fun with it so if you're looking for a place to play Settlers of Catan or Carcassonne I heartily recommend going to Asobrain.com. it'll be in the show notes if you need a link and those show notes will be at onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com, as well as accompanying this RSS feed. So, that was Ace brain The online, browser-based, multiplayer game that I'd like to review today is Zelderex. Z-E-L-D-E-R-E-X. Zelderex is a... It's a military-slash-economic game. Most of it focuses on building up your military to attack other players to get money to build better stuff. Not terribly complicated, but engaging enough that you can keep coming back day after day. It's a tick-based game, meaning that uh, as time goes by at every tick you get more money or something like that. In this case, it's every 20 minutes you get more money or uh, more oil, more gas, so on and so forth. Um, Money is used as the central currency. Money buys everything and it is very central to whatever you need. Upgrading buildings costs money, building buildings costs money, buying troops costs money... Everything costs money. Attacking, though, costs fuel, which introduces an interesting dynamic where you can have lots of money but not enough fuel to continue attacking your opponents. It kind of puts a limit on how many attacks you can have uh, at any given time. And you can build a building that makes it easier to get more fuel. So it balances out. Of course, it costs a lot of money. There's also research options. Um, the previous round of Zeldrix, they're on round seven now. I'm not quite sure how long the rounds last, but they've expanded the research options by quite a bit. There's a, There are a number of offensive options, weapons you can use on offense, and then a number of defensive options that... Mm, kill more opponent troops when they attack you or make it harder for you to be attacked. And then there are upgrades to the troop types. This was something that was sorely lacking in their previous versions, was the ability to, when you had enough money and had built up the right infrastructure, to upgrade your troops from um, archers to longbowmen all the way up to... Troops with uh, gunpowder weapons and then laser weapons and so on. Now it costs a lot of money to get to that point, but in the end, uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how that works out. Uh, some of the other options in the research improve your income, uh, lower the cost of fuel, uh, allow your vehicles to carry more troops to the enemy, and so on. There's a clan structure, so you can can form a a a group of people that will work together for a common goal. I'm haven't seen the full effect of this. There's apparently a way to have aid and other things that work out, but I I just I, I've joined clans and they've been big clans and I've paid the clan fees and this, that, and the other and I really don't see much of an advantage of a clan other than there'll be a group of about 50 people who won't be attacking you. Maybe a, if they ally with some of the other groups there'll be even more people that won't be attacking you but of course these are people you can't attack either which means that your main source of income is missing which is attacking and stealing other people's money. Um, the military is pretty basic you have heroes that lead your army there are three troop types long range troops, medium range troops and short range troops Uh, you get an assortment of those you have enough of them, you attack enemies by putting them in a vehicle that takes so much fuel you attack an enemy if you have better weapons more heroes, more troops whatever, I'm not quite sure the uh, what exactly the calculation is to determine whether or not you have um, defeated your enemy. If you do, you do some damage to his base, you steal some of his money, which then you can use to um, uh, build up more stuff. There are a number of buildings in the game. Uh, some are important some are not so important Uh, the hero altar is how you get your heroes and they lead your troops into battle and this is one of the essential items you need in the game with every hero altar you can build one more hero Um, so with Level 4 Hero Altar, you can have 5 heroes. Um, The more heroes you have, the better defended and the better you can attack. So this is a very important building. Then there's the Training Center, and this is where you can train your troops. Again, an essential building. When you're playing the game, it's a little... If you look at the question marks next to these buildings, you'll know which ones are essential. But... uh... You know, if, if you don't do that and you're just playing and you just buy some stuff at the beginning, you can waste your initial uh, money pretty quickly. And then um, that can that can lead to problems down the road where you just want to restart and try again. But, uh, you know, that's not an impossible thing to do. There are some premium options. A lot of the browser-based multiplayer games always have these uh, premium options where you can give them money for certain things that you um, have, uh, additional options. Usually they're quality-of-life things like allowing you to queue up buildings or something like that. One of the things that Zeldrix does uh, allows you to buy a premium membership for $5 a month that gives you access to some extra buildings. Um, And then it does one of the things that I really dislike. It lets you give them a dollar for a thousand dollars of in-game cash. And really, I think that upsets the balance in games a lot. For example, if I give them $20, I get $20,000 of in-game cash that I can use immediately and really boost my ranking. It would seem to me that the only way to get a high ranking in Zelda Rex, uh, I'd say in the top 100, is to give them money. And I'm sure that's a business model for them, but for a player, you kind of feel like you're getting cheated if you're not giving them money to play the game. Obviously, they've put some some time and effort into it, so giving them money is what they're, they're after, but it just seems a cheap way of, of getting your money. And... uh Just just to get a boost. Of course, it does allow an option if you really screw up, but you don't want to restart, of giving yourself some kind of boost so that you can get back into the game. So, uh, it's two sides of a coin, and in my opinion, I I see the advantages of it and I see the disadvantages of it. So, uh, take it as you will. So, I started a game of Zelda Ricks. Uh I started in round 6, but uh, that ended quickly after I started, and round 7 started. And I started in round 7 and started playing the game, and I, I knew a little bit better how to build. So I built up my Hero Altar, and I built up the training place, and I built some troops, and I really wanted to fast-track to upgrading my troops as soon as possible. But there were a couple upgrades that seemed like they weren't necessarily needed. Uh, Upgrading the barracks to get to the upgrades seemed needless since I wasn't going to have 5,000 troops by the time I really wanted to upgrade. There are nine upgrades to each troop type, uh, and you have to upgrade the barracks each time, and it just seemed like upgrading the barracks didn't seem necessary to get better troops, plus it's $4,500 for each uh, upgrade, or at least for the level one upgrade for the troops, so that's quite a lot of money, uh, usually in the game, if you're lucky, you'll have about $1,000, and then 1000 thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand 2000 3000 4000 in the bank, depending on what level of bank you decide to upgrade to, I did figure out quickly that upgrading your bank in the game so that it could have more than a thousand dollars in it was a very good thing. The money in your bank cannot be stolen when you're attacked, so the higher uh, the more money you have in the bank, the more money is protected so it's probably a very good idea for those who are interested in playing to upgrade your bank, you know, get the hero altar, get the training center, build up some troops, build up some heroes um. Possibly upgrade your blacksmith, though that's not entirely necessary, or or your mobile lab so you can get better vehicles. But the bank shouldn't be overlooked because you can put away a thousand dollars with level one bank, two thousand dollars level two, and so on. And even if you don't play the game that often, if you have the opportunity to check in really quickly multiple times during the day, you can squirrel away money so that other players who are playing while you aren't, and who are attacking you, can't get all of your money. That's what I found out, is that I can put more money away in small chunks, then I'll have $4,000 sitting there, and then I can upgrade a building or something. When you log into the game, whenever you log into the game, there's a button that's activated that allows you to get $1,000 a day, and 200 uh, gallons of fuel, Every day this button reactivates at the same time. Um, And it depends on the first time you log in when you register your account. If you register at midnight, that button will reactivate at midnight every time for you. So (laughs) if you want to play the game at a certain time, you may want to consider when that's activated. Um, There's a couple other options that I've noticed that come into play. There's a vacation mode that's useful. Though it kicks in automatically, I've seen uh, if you don't play the game for 48 hours, so you may have a little bit of an issue if you don't play over the weekend, which I do suggest you do play over the weekend, otherwise, you're going to come back and have a lot of damage to your buildings, a lot of your troops will have died, and you won't have much money. Um, You end up. uh, Opponents can't steal, you can't steal from people when they have less than $400. So you're always guaranteed to come back and have at least $400 uh, in your open account and then whatever you squirreled away into your bank account. Overall, I thought the game was actually quite fun. Um, It doesn't require a lot of investment in time. Um, Unlike some others that are timer-based, that you could sit and play almost all day if and only walk away when it's building a building or something is queuing. It really makes, uh, the game a, I can play this once a day, have fun playing it, and not feel like I'm missing too much. Except for the little scrolling away bank trick that I told you about. There's really no other reason that I log into this game every day. So, my suggestion is, it's a fun game. One game that, uh you should probably go check out. Uh, It's www.ZeldaRex.com. It's in the show notes at OnlineGamingPodcast.Blogspot.com. And um, I recommend you play the game. So, I have finished with my first podcast. I'm not sure how exciting or how boring it is. Uh, If you'd like to leave me feedback, that'd be fine. Just kdevine at yahoo.com. It's k-d-e-v-i-n-e at yahoo.com. That'll be in the show notes. Or you can leave comments on onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com anyways, playing games online can be fun and can be done when you cannot get out to play with other people, so that's what I made this podcast for, a lot of times uh, like currently, I have a uh, one month old baby I really can't get out and play games with people but I can go online and play and uh, have a lot of fun doing so and hopefully soon I will also be able to play um, with live opponents that are right in front of me, as opposed to through the internet, but Until then, I will play online and enjoy doing so. I'll talk to you later.